What's happening, Sixers Nation? Let me tell you something. What a time it is right now to be a Sixers fan. Obviously, we talked about it yesterday. And shout out to everyone that tuned on into the DSM breaking of the NBA trade deadline. Shouts to Dylan. We had Gent. We had Scotty Talk Sports. We had uh, Kata Hot all on live talking about the reaction of the trade deadline. And and there's a buzz going on out with the Philadelphia 76th within the city. You got everyone talking about it. I was at the Philadelphia front office. I, you look, you walk right in the front office, the main offices. You got the TV going with the James Harden coverage on NBC Sports. I got Philadelphia Uni members asking me, you know, how about James Harden? And everyone is just wants to know when's the beer going to be here. Everyone wants to see the beer with Joel and the rest of this team. And, and it is a lot of fun. And unfortunately tonight, um, we had to wait. We had to be a little patient. Uh, of course, we were facing off against Oklahoma City Thunder. We kind of know what this opponent is. A uh, very process-like type of team. Um, but I will say the energy was at the Wells Fargo Center as the Sixers beat the Thunder here tonight, 100-87. to We're going to discuss what happened tonight here in this game. We'll also talk about the implications on the hand right now with James Harden. And let's give some let's get some love to Paul Millsap. Paul Millsap as well will be here with the Philadelphia 76ers. And it's, it's going to be a fun time, man. It's going to be an absolute fun time. Man, Sixers fans, get hyped. Get excited, man. We got a we got a basketball team here in Philadelphia. Let's get it, guys. Before we dive in real quick, guys, do me the solid. Hit that like button, especially if you enjoy this content. It really do me a big favor. Just make sure you guys hit that like button. And, and uh, if you want to join on in this family, quite simple. Subscribe to the channel. As you guys can tell, we talk Philly sports all the damn time. We're back at it tomorrow for a Philly sports doubleheader. Flyers in the afternoon. We got some, we got some afternoon hockey. And then, of course, at night, we got a nice little matchup. Sixers versus the Cavs. I'm looking forward to, to that. So we'll get to that as well. All these videos get rebroadcast in podcast form. You can find it under Owen Philly Sports. Make sure you guys subscribe to that for my podcasters. And what's happening, TikTok? We got TikTok in the building. What's going on, guys? Please hit that. Tap that screen, guys. Keep tapping that screen. And make sure you guys follow for all your Philly sports. Uh, uh, we do a lot of Philly sports content right here on TikTok. And, of course, we welcome all here, even, even. Even if you're Celtics, and I guess in this case, if you are a Nets fan, which I got some fun takes to talk about a little bit later. But uh, let's get straight to this game. Uh, right off the bat, felt the energy through the building. There was a little montage going on for James Harden right on the big, uh, the 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 uh, the jumbotron. And you see the guys on the sideline. They they look excited. They look they look tipped in. There's one thing when it comes to NBA players. You know, the trade deadline could be a, an extremely nerve wracking time for a lot of these guys especially if they hear their names in the Riverville. So guys like Seth Curry, Tobias Harris, Matisse Thibel, Tyrese Maxey, how do those guys sleep? How do those guys show up to work every single day knowing that possibly in the next minute or the next hour, or the next day, the next week, they could be out of here. And you can, we saw it all throughout the year. And this is where I give credit to Doc Rivers is these guys believed in, in, in the system. These guys had faith in what was going on in Philadelphia. They rallied around the situation that Ben Simmons kind of left them in, and they really fought for each other. The chemistry was there. Unfortunately, there wasn't enough talent, and that's why Daryl Morey decided to go out and get themselves James Harden. Um, but you saw on the sideline, the guys were excited. The, the guys were ready to get after it. You saw a bunch of smiles, and that was all hunky-dory to see. Um, to start off this game, it was a little bit back and forth. Uh, Sixers, although I would say in the first half, for the most part, controlled it. The Thunder had a couple had a couple opportunities to get on top, and there was nothing crazy. They at most had a three point lead, but really the main issue in the first half for the Sixers was um, the ineffective shooting that was going on in the night. The field goals weren't knocking down, especially from the three point line. Um, and the one the one positive was. 
they were going to the charity stripe quite a bit in that first half. That's where they were able to get a lot of those points. Uh, I mean, Joel Embiid was was knocking down a lot. Uh, he was obviously Joel Embiid. There's not really much that Oklahoma City can do for a guy like that. There's not much that people and the players in this league can do to Joel Embiid. Now, Derek Favors uh, was the starting center tonight for the Oklahoma City Thunder. And listen, Derek is a solid veteran player. I mean, maybe, maybe back in his prime, he may have been able to slow down Joel Embiid a little bit. Maybe. I'm saying maybe. Uh, but definitely not at this age and, and at this point right now. But um, I would say the big men in the first half really were the driving force for the Sixers, not only Joel Embiid, but can we give some love to B-Ball Paul? I really thought he created a lot of energy coming off the bench. He took advantage of this opportunity right now. Obviously, he took off Andre Drummond, so there's a lot of open minutes going on at the back for Joel Embiid, and Paul Reed really took advantage. He really did a lot of the little things, creating uh, some energy, uh, and he I, I really helped his team out You know, getting that lead, but in the second half, the Sixers needed to clean that up. They needed to just knock down shots. So I really felt like they did everything right. Rebounded looked really good as well. Guys stepped up all night like Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris. I really felt like they stepped up in rebounding. The Sixers are, I want to say the worst, but they're at closer to the bottom when it comes to rebounding in general. And when you lose Andre Drummond, who probably was your best rebounder, guys need to step up. And Joel Embiid took on that. I mean, this is Joel Embiid. You know, whatever you need of him, he's going to do it for you. So it, it, he really stepped up alongside with Tobias Harris. But everything the Sixers were doing was was really good besides the, inef- uh, the, uh, the, um, the inefficient shooting that was going on in the first half. Second half, the Sixers really took control, really took over. Um, I mean, between really the big three that's currently right now, Tyrese Maxey, Tobias Harris, and Joel Embiid, really took control. And I, I will say it really did feel like Joel Embiid in this game. You know, he, he I wouldn't say it's an off night because, I mean, the dude still put up 25 points. I mean, that's still pretty damn good. And shouts out to Joel Embiid. He continues his streak. This is now 22 straight games of 25 or more points. And he is five games away from tying the great Allen Iverson for the most, the, the longest streak with 25 or more. Uh, so we're pushing for him. I'm sure Allen Iverson's pushing for him as well, but um, in that second half, really, there, there wasn't much the Oklahoma City Thunder could do. They did make some; they did have some runs. Um, I mean, going into going into the uh, end of the first half, Oklahoma City had a little bit of a lead. They they they, they I think there was like what like a 16 point lead. They cut that deficit. They got the lead, and then the Sixers went on an 8-0 run with literally a minute 30 left. And in the second half, the Sixers, the Thunder would would try to come back in the in the in the uh, beginning of that second half. But, but there was just too much from the Philadelphia 76ers. They did a great job creating some turnovers. Matisse Thibel, there was a moment where he had back-to-back steals. And it's like, dude, it's like it was all near the three-point line. It's like at that point, like, guys, you know Matisse Thibel. You see that fucking 6'8 or 6'11 wingspan. You, you got to you gotta do you gotta make a better pass than that. But, hey, that's not my problem. That's Oklahoma City's problem. But um, they created a lot of turnovers. They they were knocking down some bit, their, more shots. Uh, tonight they wound up with a uh, where, where is where am I? Um, eight nine percent. They just edged out the the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, I'm sorry, I'm mis I'm misreading here. They they did they improved the field goal percentage, but not by much. Um, and they did improve upon the three point percentage, but again, not a very efficient night overall for the Philadelphia 76ers. But um, when you have the players that you have here tonight, and you had guys like Joel Embiid, Tyrese Maxey, Tobias Harris stepping up the way they did. You had guys like Paul Reed uh, creating some energy, and Shake Milton was back. Ladies and gentlemen, Shake Milton came back here tonight. It was good to see him back. 
Um, kind of similarly to like when Seth Curry came back from his injury. Yeah, he started off a little slow. He definitely did start off a little slow. He's trying to get acclimated. But let's get to the starting lineup. Of course, Joel Embiid with his 25 points. 8 of 25 from the field. 1 of 7 from the three-point line. Like we've talked about before, I'm not one of these guys. I'm not an old-school head where I'm like, Oh, Joel Embiid needs to go down to the post. Why Joel Embiid has a three-point line? What is Joel Embiid's offensive rebounds? Like, um, we, we need to relax a the game has evolved quite a bit. Centers have to take shots at the three-point line. In fact, and we'll be knocked them down. I will. I will tell you guys. If I see more than five threes, I think to me that is a little bit too much. I understand Joel Embiid wants to have a lot of the responsibilities, especially offensively. I get that, but you get it's all about trusting your guys, and we'll talk about how that's going to affect now that you have a star player like James Harden here with the Sixers, but. Um, Tobias Harris, or sorry, let's go to Tyrese Maxey, who was the second leading scorer here tonight by just a point, 24 points, 9 of 14 from the field, 2 of 4 from the three-point line, 4 of 5 from the free throw line. Um, I will say I would like some more assists because here's the thing with Tyrese Maxey, we know the, th- the, the biggest strength for Tyrese Maxey is that speed that he has. When that dude is coming full force at you, it is so hard to slow that down. That is why his bread and basket is driving to the paint getting those tough uh, layups. and But to me, using that speed, you got to be able to find those open guys as well. Like t- two assists needs to be brought up to, I would say, at least six to eight assists. Um, and that's why we'll talk about my take later. But that's why I think he should be coming off the bench. But I'll explain that a little bit later. But a great, fantastic night by Tyrese Max. He's stepping up again. The maturity is just... I think that, to me, is the most bonkers part about Tyrese Maxey. The maturity level of this young kid at 21 years old, and he's continuing to mature. It is absolutely beautiful to see. Tobias Harris, 17 points, stepped up big here tonight as well. 11 boards. That, to me, is the most important part. Obviously, everyone wants to see him score those points, but like I mentioned at the top of this, the rebounding needed to be picked up by other players. Joel and Toby both did that. I I forgot to mention uh, Joel and B had 19 boards tonight. and. Listen, it's 2021. Offensive rebounds, they are what they are. I could care less about that. Defensive rebounds. Defensive rebounds is more important to me. And both Tobias had eight and Joel Embiid had 15. So that's that's what you like to see, guys. That's absolutely what you like to see. But seven of 16 from the field, two of three from the three-point line. Um, we had Furkan Korkmaz edging this uh, starting lineup out. And this is, uh, listen, Furkan's cold. We talk about this all the time. Furkan has his hot, his cold moments. This is the problem with Furkan Korkmaz. This is why he might see his way out of the rotation once we get some of our players back. Because you're playing 29 minutes. Like, essentially, you're almost playing 30 minutes. And you put up five points, dude. You put up two field goals. Like, that, to me, is just not It's just not enough. And I understand that Joel and Tyrese and, and Toby were doing their thing. But you got to demand the ball more. And you got it. You, you just, you just got to find ways to get open. And when he doesn't play with that high energy, you, you kind of see what happens. Five points in 30 minutes. So, Furkan Cork, if not, you ain't going to get some minutes, buddy. You ain't going to get minutes. Matisse Thibault tonight, ladies and gentlemen. I will say these are the type of performances. Now, everything I'm saying tonight, let's take with a grain of salt because we did beat the Oklahoma City Thunder. We all understand that. However, I will give some credit to Oklahoma City in just a bit. But this is the type of performance that I need from Matisse Thibault. I was talking to myself as I was reading all the stats here before going on live. And to me, when Matisse Thibault, obviously the biggest criticism for him is the offensive game. It hasn't really evolved since his rookie year. 
And for me, it's more so about taking those three-point shots, being big on off, off the ball, making those runs to the basket. And, and that, to me, is really what Matisse Thibel just simply needs to focus on. And today, he really created... Now, he had a couple points off of defense. He had, uh, like I said, three steals, two back-to-back steals to get four. There's four points right there. Um, but to me, I would say, going forward, for Matisse to have a cons- can consistent minutes, especially in the playoffs, he needs to be averaging at from 10 to 12 points. Obviously, we already know we're going to get defensively, but like those like those games where he's putting up like five points, playing like 20 plus minutes, like again, that's that's the type of stuff that's just not going to help us out. Right? You got to score in this league. Like straight up defense is just not going to cut it anymore. Defense is important, yes. Obviously, we saw what Milwaukee did last year, we saw what LA did the year prior. But you still got to score the basketball. And, and that's, to me, what this Matisse Thibault's only downfall. Um, Danny Green, really, uh, he had 19 minutes here tonight. Only a, a, a three-point shot that he put up. He wasn't very efi- efficient tonight as well. He's one of six, one of four from the three-point line. And kind of know that's kinda what we're going to get from Danny Green on a night-to-night base. To me, um, Danny Green going forward with James Harden and Paul Millsap getting acclimated into the starting lineups and, and just the team in general. I do potentially see Danny Green in the starting lineup, uh, but I don't think I think 15 to 20 minutes is realistic for Danny Green at this age. Uh, but he's going to have these cold nights every now and then. Jake Mellon, like we mentioned, he did put up 25 minutes. So that, that was big there, but he's just got to get warmed up. It was good to see. It was definitely good to see Shake Mellon. He's been out for quite a bit and. I do want him to get that opportunity to show Doc whether whether or not he can get some consistent minutes in the playoffs because he also is staring at probably getting uh, not not uh, being act but not being put into that rotation come playoff time. So we will see George's Niang with six points uh, as well tonight um, as he, he played twenty about twenty minutes tonight, two of seven from the field, one of five from the three point line, and then of course. B-Ball Paul, what a performance by B-Ball Paul. Now, the stats really are not screaming at you, but if you watch the game tonight, you saw what the impact was for Paul Reed. The energy, he brought that energy. There's there's not a lot of stats for energy unless you're looking at rebounds, and he had seven rebounds here tonight. Um, And and so, to me, we'll see. I mean, look, Paul Millsap, I will know exactly what we're going to get. And if you even hear Doc Rivers talking about it in the press conference here today, we need to see both Paul Reed and James Hard to see where they're at and see how they can fit with this team. Uh, Paul, obviously, Paul Millsap's coming here to get some minutes as the five, right? Now, you do have these two young pieces, Charles Bassey, who obviously we didn't get to see tonight. Um, he did not play. Paul Reed got those minutes. And Paul Rio, shouts to Paul Reed and Isaiah Joe, who've been putting in some minutes with uh, the Delaware Bluecoats back and forth this week with the Sixers and the Bluecoats. So credit to them. That's That's definitely not easy, but... Uh, Paul Reed really made a statement here tonight, and we'll see what Doc Rivers does going forward here uh, for this team. Now, when the, with the Thunder, I will say I was a little surprised by Josh Giddy. We talked about it after the uh, Suns game. I was excited to see him. He's one of my favorite young players in this league. His vision, I think he's very, uh, very far advanced at his age. He's only 20 years old, which is crazy, but only put up nine points. Uh, Lurg, Lugan Dort, Lugans Dort. Uh, he was the leading. Uh, he was the second leading scorer for the Oklahoma City Thunder behind Derek Favors, who had 16 points. Derek got a lot of his points within the to put up three point shots. We did not make any. Uh, but Luke Dortz was pretty impressive here as well. And this Al Alexev Pokosekis, I'm probably butchering that, and I, I 
probably should have remembered that, but uh, he put up 15 points and he was very, very, uh, very crafty guy. I, I, he's very unorthodox, I would say, watching him play, but he gets the job done and it was and it was quite interesting. I mean, this is this is like your prototype. This is like 2014 Sixers, honestly. Um, no Shea Gillis Alexander, which I was surprised with. I'll have to see what, what went down with him. But when you have a Josh Giddy here, really, I, I wonder what their plan is really. I mean, obviously, Sam Presti is just really trying to pack in those draft picks and he's trying to build. And it, it's kind of like the process that we did, but I feel like they are doing it much better. Um, they are actually getting some nice prospects. And they. You know, it's nice when you have two already two guards uh, to kind of start building your team around. So that that is pretty interesting. But um, just at the end of the day, the job done. This is the NBA, guys. And a team like Oklahoma City is a team that's just going to fight their ass off. And the Sixers, obviously, on the, I mean, all, all of us. I mean, the players, us, the fans, the media, we're all on a high right now, right? We're all on a high because we're just excited for what just happened yesterday. We got James Harden, and we're looking forward to it. Um, I do kind of find it quite interesting, you know, kind of now transitioning to talking about the trade a little bit, um, just kind of my thoughts after the day, the day after the trade that the trade happened. But um, look, I understand that fans are have their concerns about this trade. You know, we did give up a little bit of depth. Obviously, you know, Seth is a solid spacer. Andre Drummond was really big on the rebounds, like I mentioned throughout this recap. And of course, you know, the, the obviously Ben Simmons has the possibility of turning into the player that we all thought he would turn into. But the here's the thing. Oh, and also the draft picks, the, 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 the first round draft picks that we gave up that could potentially be Kawhi Leonard and LeBron James. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> right. But no, here, here's the thing, guys. In this league, I still think you need star players to win. And I think more importantly, so. What has been the one knock since Jimmy Butler left this the, this city? Who is going to close out those games? Now, Joel Embiid has been a closer, and he's been wanting that responsibility, and I do give him a lot of credit for taking on those that responsibility. But there's not much of a closer like a guy like, like a guy like James Harden. I mean, the dude is one of the best scorers of all time, and I think that now that alleviates pressure off of Joel Embiid. I am curious because obviously Joel Embiid is playing on an MVP pace, and if you ask a lot of people, a lot of knowledgeable basketball people, Joel Embiid is the MVP of the season. But I am curious because I do wonder, when James is here, will that take away from Joel Embiid's production? Will that hinder from Joel Embiid being the MVP? That's that. Those are some questions that I do have. Now, I think Joel would say the same, and I, and I think most of us would agree we would all prefer winning the NBA Finals and winning the Finals MVP over winning an MVP. So it's it's going to be so fun to watch. And Doc has a lot of things to play with here with this lineup. You know, like I mentioned earlier, I think that Max, he should, he should come off the bench. Now, look, the, number one, I should say that lineups on a night-to-night basis, regular season playoffs will always be different. There's different opponents. There's different uh, matchups. You're going to want to run a certain lineup over another. But I'll, I think for most nights, I do think, and I talked about this on TikTok, shots so you guys showing love to that TikTok. Uh, I do think that starting one through five, you got Joel, Toby. I think it's going to be Tease, Danny Green, and um, James Harden, of course. Obviously, like I mentioned earlier, Danny Green is going is going to be on a minute restriction going forward. And I think that having Tyrese Maxey coming off the bench, we all know that Doc 
not per se is a big fan of staggering starters within the lineup, but I think by having Tyrese Maxey coming off the bench, you know, going up against another team's second unit, him coming at 120 miles per hour at you, I think that is super beneficial. And look, having depth, having production off your bench is really important, especially in those playoffs. And that doesn't mean that Tyrese Maxey can't come off the bench and put and and, and play 30 some minutes. Like he can absolutely do that. After, especially with what I mentioned that Danny Green is probably going to see only 15 to 20 minutes. So it is going to be interesting what this uh, starting lineup is going to be like. Like I mentioned as well. Who's going to be that star, uh, that backup center coming off for Joel Embiid? Will it be Millsap? Will Paul Reed or Charles Bassey take this role on? I don't think so. And then, of course, that also leaves the whole buyout situation. There are a lot of different options out there. I mean, there's Eric Bledsoe out there. Buddy Heald might be getting bought out. Um, Dennis Schroeder. Sh- uh, I think it's Schroeder. Shout out to my Germans. If, if, you are, if you are German, give me the proper pronunciation. Um, possibly Eric Gordon. There are options out here. And as Freedom, I don't think he's a good fit, but... There are options out here for the buyout, and I don't think the Sixers team is done adding on to this team, and I think the depth will be f- fixed. But, you know, I, I mean, also, too, I do want to thank Seth, Andre, I, I guess Ben Simmons for uh, to an extent. Um, you know, obviously, Seth and Andre did not want this. It was a circumstance at hand. We needed to approve. Ben Simmons was not going to play with the Sixers, and unfortunately, they had to get sacrificed. And... You know, Seth, I, from my understanding, bought a house here. He was ready to settle the rest of his life here in Philadelphia. And then Ben Simmons had to come in and screw that up. I hope Ben just apologizes to – I at least apologize to Drummond and Seth because they those two guys were happy being here in Philadelphia. Like Andre, Andre was playing so well that he was about to get paid this offseason. And he might still do that here with Oklahoma, but – I know he had a nice situation in Philadelphia. No pressure coming off the bench, learning from Joel Embiid, which I'm going to be really interested to see um, what that match is going to be like. There's a really good, there's a good likelihood that both these teams can be meeting up in the playoffs. And that's going to be absolutely wild. Obviously, a lot of people have March 10th circled on their calendar. That's going to be a fun game at the Wolfgo Center. If you haven't put your tickets, it's going to be a little bit tough to get those. If you saw the TikTok yesterday during after the trade was done, I went right on the StubHub and the tickets, the, the site essentially crashed. I couldn't even go out to checkout. So that, that's that's always uh, fun fun to see as well. But I'm excited, guys. I'm just ready for Harden to get here. I'm ready to see Paul Millsap as well. I'm ready to see what this team is going to look like. There is a new excitement here with the Philadelphia 76ers. There is hope. You know, the Sixers yesterday, what they really did, and I don't think people, I think there's a group of people that don't understand is they really put themselves into contention. You know, before yesterday, I really felt like the Sixers, you know, might have like a fun run. I I didn't think that they would get past the second round, but now I do think that they have an opportunity to get to the finals. Like the East is so tight this year. And it's honestly open. Like, I think Milwaukee's still the favorite, but they're not like a lock favorite. Like, this isn't Golden State. You, there is an opportunity to beat them. And, and you know, it's going to be fun. Watch. I, we play them next week. Like, I'll, I'll go over the schedule real quick. Obviously, tomorrow, we'll be back at it tomorrow for the first faceoff. It's Cleveland Cavaliers. Will Jay Harden play? We do not know. I'm going to say he's not going to play. But just check out the schedule, guys. Look at these next couple games. So tomorrow, obviously, we got the Cleveland Cavs, a team that's in the mix in the top of the East, surprisingly. They'll be here for the first time. I'm really excited to watch. I've talked about that. I really want to see how this Cleveland Cleveland Cavaliers team is going to look like. Then on Tuesday, I think this is where James Harden is going to play. And 
against the Boston Celtics, we could potentially see James Harden for the first time as a Philadelphia 76ers against the Boston Celtics. Give me that. Give me that. I'm so excited for that possibility. And, yo, how about James Harden wearing number one? How do we feel about that? I thought he would go to he would make Charles Bassey change his number, maybe go to 11, but he's going to number one. I kind of do like that for James Harden. So that'll be a lot of fun. And then on Thursday, guys, on Thursday, on primetime TNT, we got the Sixers in the box, guys. Oh, my God. Get your popcorn ready. That's going to be a full-ass event. I'm so excited for that one. And a lot of people forget that there is a little bit of a beef between Harden and Antetokounmpo that stems back to young Aunt Giannis back in, like, what, 2013, 2014. And then, of course, the whole MVP race. Um, and, of course, last year, James wasn't able to play in that second-round series, the Nets versus the Bucks, Dude, I'm so this East has so much parity. Like I just mentioned, the Harden and the Antetokounmpo beef. Obviously, Boston-Philly is Boston versus Philly. Uh, Philly versus Brooklyn and means a little bit of something now. We got, uh, obviously, Philly and Miami. Jimmy Butler is the big connection there. You got this young upstart team in the Cleveland Cavaliers. No one knows really what to anticipate. The Brooklyn Nets and the Milwaukee Bucks having that animosity after last year's crazy second-round series. Man, this is going to be a lot of fun going forward. A lot of great basketball. The Sixers on March 4th face off against the Cleveland Cavaliers. And then on March 5th, March 7th, so 4th, 4th, the 5th, the 7th in March, the first weeks in March, you got the Cavs, you got the Heat, you got the Bulls. And then on March 10th, you got the Brooklyn Nets. Ben Simmons, will he come into town, guys? You guys think he'll come into town? I really feel like he's going to find some sort of injury. And, and, and we might use that mental health card again. The fact that he's already in Miami with the team, I feel like he's going to play soon for the Brooklyn Nets is absolutely disgusting. And I, you guys know my thoughts on it. It's 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 a it's a pathetic move to use the mental health card um, to kind of find a way to uh, to 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 get out of to, to get out of getting fined by the Philadelphia 76 or so. Oh man, I'm excited, guys. Let's see what you guys got to say. I'm going to read some of these um, some of these comments, questions, and concerns. Let's start off with YouTube here today. Let's get it. What's up, Mike? We won because Ben Simmons is out of here. Ben Simmons is up 95. He's in BK, and all is good, man. I, I, it, that's definitely, it's definitely uh, the best, one of the best parts of it. But we, I, I think, I still, I still think that Harden here is the best part about it. Maxi's goaded, amen. Maxi is goaded. Uh, our process is way, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I said that, Jason. I think Oklahoma City was uh, doing it better. Or is doing it better now. I think they have a lot more assets. Uh, I like Shea Gillis Alexander. I like Josh Giddey. They need just to find more pieces around those two. But there's a lot of young players that I'll be honest with you. We'll see. Because obviously, I didn't think that guys like Rocco, TJ McConnell, um, Rashawn Holmes, uh, Jakar Sampson actually was in the league until last year. I don't think those type of guys would have roles. Ishmith got dealt again yesterday. I think he's back in Washington. So uh, I, I, we'll see how those guys pan out in this league. But um, yeah, I, I do think that their their process uh, it, it is more efficient. I would say. Um, good stuff, Matt. What's up, Matt? Matt's gonna be in Philly again. Shouts to him. shouts to Matt. Shouts to the Philly sports guy. Logan, what's happening, baby? Ten nine eight seventy sixers. Clap your hands. Let's go. I'm excited too, guys. Get get excited, man. It's an exciting time with the Sixers, guys. Uh, Harden's first game is on my birthday. I mean, Logan, we don't really know when Harden's first game will be, but. If when is your birthday? 
let's let's start with that. Uh, it's dry in here because we're waiting for Harden. Screw all the other games. Nah, come on, man. Nah, we. This is a listen. This is the NBA, man. This is a grind. We watch from game one to to eighty two, the playoffs, everything, man. We don't discredit the game win. It's a win. This is the thirty third win of the season. Come on, man. I have a basketball game times, and my last game I had thirty. You had thirty seven points, Chase. Put you. Let's put you into the Hall of Fame, man. <laughs> my man. Uh, tomorrow. I uh, will see. We'll see. It doesn't. And uh, okay. You're, oh, your birthday's Tuesday. Well, happy birthday! Happy birthday! If I don't get to it. Um, but I thought, like, just listening from Doc today, it didn't seem like James Harden's gonna be here anytime, or at least tomorrow. I would say next week. I do think that they're going to try to push for that, whether it be the Boston game or the Milwaukee game. I, I would, like I said, I would like to see him against Boston. You know, get him back next week. And then you got the All Star All Star week or weekend. So have a couple of days also. Let's try to get him in here, man. Uh, bro, we're tied at halftime. It was oh, okay, thirty-seven to forty. Wait, you're you're here from your game. Okay, well, I appreciate that. Thank you. I appreciate that, Chase. And I should be in the fall. You should be in the Hall of Fame. I agree, Chase. You should one hundred percent be in the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. What's up, TikTok? What's going on, guys? What's happening? TikTok, hey, this is a Sixers game recap. Sixers beating the Oklahoma City Thunder. If you watched the game, let me know how you felt about it. Of course, we're all excited about James Harden. Let me know your thoughts on that as well. Whatever you guys want to talk about, definitely we will let, uh, we will read these comments through. What's up, Juan? We got Juan in the building. Let's go, Sixers. It's our time, Juan. It's our time. Let's go. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Patrick M, what's going on, brother? Do you think Harden will re-sign after the contract? A very good question. I'm going to lean towards yes. Obviously, anything could happen. None of us anticipated James Harden to kind of find his way out of another situation. But it all really depends on how, how these guys play together, how he responds with Joel Embiid. Listen, Joel Embiid is very demanding. I mean, we saw tonight he was pushing someone like Matisse Thibel when Matisse Thibel didn't yet. What, that one... Um, that one play where Joel is at the point line, at the elbow, and Matisse cuts into the basket. He pump, Joel pump fakes and then dime pass, an absolute dime pass to Matisse Thibel. And Thibel doesn't get him. He tries to lay up, and he doesn't get it, but he gets, got fouled. And and you see Joel Embiid kind of coaching him up and telling him, yo, next time you got to dunk that. That's, an, that's my assist. you got to dunk that. So um, Joel is very demanding. Joel wants to win a championship. James seems like he wants to win a championship, but he's got to push himself more. Look, obviously, everyone talks about the fat suit that he's got on. He's got to lose some weight. He's got to get back to that 2017, uh, the MVP type of form. I mean, my man was was ripped, so he's got to get back to that. And obviously, he's a little bit older. You got to take care of that body. You don't want to. You don't want to end up like Charles Barkley, right? So we shall we shall see. But I do think he I, he will resign, and I hope so. And time will tell. I thought Jimmy Butler was going to resign, and obviously, we saw how that turned out. Um, Amanda Ann, bowling alley. Um, am I am I at the bowling alley? Is that what you're asking? Uh, no, I actually hate bowling. By the way, I think it's a it's a it's a boring sport. To be honest with you, I hate. It's a terrible day, guys, gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen. Listen to me. Listen, TikTok, YouTube. Listen, Twitter. Listen, bowling for a date is a bad idea. I I, I would never take a girl out that I really like on a bowling. It's just me. It's just me. Um. B-ball Paul. Hey, I'm B-ball Paul, man. He really took advantage of an opportunity tonight, and you'd definitely love to see that. Um, he, he really, in his, in his I was like, 20 minutes he played tonight. I really like the energy that he brought here as well. Um, both him and, Mo and Millsap need to get uh, 
physicals. That is correct, Chase. That is correct. I don't even think they're not even in Philadelphia um, right now, from my understanding. They're not even here yet. But exciting times, guys. James Harden is here. The 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 uh, dream of a championship is back again. The dream of broad parade on broad is back again. This obviously we have a lot of youngsters here in both TikTok and and, and on uh, Twitter and YouTube here tonight. But look, I was not there for when Moses Malone got traded to Philadelphia. But obviously, I did my fair share of research and reading. It was a very impactful trade back then when they got Moses Malone, and obviously it led to a championship that was the missing piece for the Philadelphia 76ers in 83. But this is as impactful, I would say, as that this might be more impactful um, because James Harden is probably one of the best scorers of all time, if not the best. He's one of those top five scorers of all time. And what is about to happen with him and Joel Embiid is going to be magical. It really is. And you guys should be excited. Get your heart and geared on. As you guys know, I'm already going to start growing the beard. We got like little, like a little centimeter. We'll see when it gets out to here. I'll be growing the beard out until the Sixers season's over. So if that's at the finals, I will cut it off after the parade, after that whole shenanigans, after we're done partying and whatnot. But I'm excited, and you guys should definitely should be as well. But guys, that's going to do it for today's recap. The Sixers, again, take care of the Oklahoma City Thunder 100-87. Sixers, your Sixers, our Sixers are now 33-22. and 22. Let's go, guys. Next up, we'll be back at it tomorrow night against the Cleveland Cavaliers. I'll be back for the doubleheader tomorrow with the Flyers and the Sixers. So make sure you guys are staying tuned. Make sure you guys do me that solid. Hit the like button here on YouTube. And make sure you guys are subscribed. Make sure you guys are follow on Twitter as well. And, of course, TikTok. Thank you so much for tuning on in. Make sure you guys uh, follow and like as well. Ladies and gentlemen, I go by the name El Parcero Philly, and I'm telling you guys, let's go Sixers. We got Harden, baby. Let's go.